3: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here, Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast. That is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What's up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? We don't discriminate. You have joined us for a new edition of, and the podcast will rock. Welcome back, and if it's your first time, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. We do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey,
1: how you feeling? How's it going? I tell you, it's been a week. Uh, My dishwasher exploded. Uh, My furnace quit when it was minus 36 uh, at night. Had to get a repairman out in the middle of the night. Uh, I am ready for some whiskey. I am ready for some Van Halen. So tonight, uh, you know, couldn't have come fast enough for me. Jeez, what is with uh,
0: this weekend household appliances? Uh, Our washer finally kicked the bucket. Luckily, we had a backup uh, waiting, so got that hooked up. And now our dishwasher won't (laughs) even... uh, Yeah, uh, it didn't explode, but there's no water that goes into it, so it defeats the
1: purpose. So, yay, hand-washing for
0: quite a while. (laughs) I I feel your pain.
1: We've been hand-washing, too, but that's why I'm thinking tonight we're going to manifest a damn good song, and we got a damn good guest to come on the show with us this week, too. We do. We have
0: uh, yet another fan, a very patient fan. Let's put it that way, because and we know you guys, uh, if you're a fan, you've been wanting to get on the show uh, and we we have heard you. We've seen your requests. We're getting to you. We just uh, Corey and myself have found that people really like talking about Van Halen. And sometimes we just, you know, we're the kind of people we want to accommodate as many people as we possibly can. And sometimes that means there's a list. Sometimes the list grows. So, uh, so if you've if you've been waiting, we appreciate your patience and keep on waiting because you'll get to it. Just like our guest tonight, Scott
3: Monroe. Scott, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here, guys. I'm doing great and uh, really appreciate the invite as we uh, celebrate a uh, fuck it February together.
1: That's yeah, right. It is. And fuck I gotta say. February yeah uh you can't see it because it's an audio podcast but scott is modeling the latest and and the podcast will rock we here said santa claus yeah. brought that for him uh great looking black t-shirt with the yellow logo a la the uh, uh best of volume one uh cover art that got mark into van halen way back when so we appreciate you scott for uh we're uh, stopping by the store, and everybody should do that. Yeah, I know yes. Christmas is gone, but hell, there's birthdays and what fucking flag days coming soon, right? Groundhog Day, uh, you know, we, that just passed. Get your loved ones something for Groundhog Day.
0: Yeah, something comfortable, something nice. Uh, and the podcast will rock merchandise will certainly fit that criteria. Um, before we get into it all, uh, Scott, please tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, Van Halen and uh, any sort of anecdotes you might have.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, I, I guess I'll just start off with some context. Uh, uh, my dad was into the classic rock of the 70s and 80s, so I grew up on Deep Purple, Foghat, Boston, uh, Aerosmith, and, of course, Van Halen. Uh, so uh, I listened to his cassette tapes and CDs, and by the mid-90s, I was mainly into grunge, metal, alt-rock, You know, stuff Sounds like familiar. Nirvana. Yeah, you know, Nirvana, Tool, Foo Fighters, Stone Temple Pilots, stuff like that. So uh, my birthday came along in uh, March 1995, and I got the Balance CD, Um, and that was that that was really the first album that was my own. You know, Um, I would have been 13 years at the uh, at the time there. So uh, really, I I have a lot of nostalgia for that record. That's pretty much really what got me into Van Halen was uh, the Balance record, Um, and then we get into the back half of the 90s with the uh, the Best of album, and then Gary Sharon and uh, Van Halen 3. Uh, I'll be the first to admit uh, Van Halen 3 uh, as a whole hasn't aged uh, very well apologies to Gary uh, Drink. but I yeah, drank uh, but I still have strong nostalgia for Van Halen 3 as well and the tour um, and I think uh, some of the tracks uh, there still hold up uh so Van Halen uh, toured with Gary in uh, 1998 while I was in high school and uh, that was actually the first chance I had to see them live um Ooh. it was the end of uh, August in uh, Hartford Connecticut uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd opening Uh, I I really loved how they played uh, all songs from uh, all the different eras. Uh, They had some real nice deep cuts there. Romeo Delight, uh, Somebody Get Me a Doctor. uh, And I still own a lot of bootlegs from that tour. Um, So after that, um, I'd I'd go on to uh, see them uh, play live three more times. Uh, I saw them uh, play with Sammy during the uh, 2004 reunion tour. And then uh, twice with uh, Dave and Wolfie during the uh, different kind of truth tour. Um, nice. I'm just, uh, I'm really happy. I was able to see them play live with every lead singer incarnation, uh, even if I did miss the glory days of it, Oh, that's awesome. but
0: still, yeah, that's really, really cool, man. Yeah. That's yeah. you, uh, probably have that up on quite a few Van Halen fans out there. Uh, I dare say a majority, I don't know, uh, how many of the true fans out there have seen all three vocalists, uh, live in concerts. So that's, that is a, a. A credit to yourself for being a fan and being willing to give it a shot because, uh, again, uh, not a lot of people say good things about Van Halen 3. So far, I am one of those people. Uh, But I have to imagine because Gary Sharon is such a really good singer when I mean, when he's doing his thing, uh, I have to imagine seeing him live. Uh, you would probably get uh, one hell of a show. Uh, would you say that he did uh, the songs that that are not Van Halen three uh, Justice live?
3: Yeah, he did, he did great, and I I totally agree. You know, I think even he himself said you know he wished that they had toured first before going into the studio. I think yep. things t- would have turned out a lot differently if they had done that. You know, personally, I, I would have told them to you know record three tracks, do Without You, When I Want, and Fire in the Hole, put that on a at the end of a mm-hmm. best of Volume two, go on tour, then go in the studio.
1: Would have turned That's out a great better, idea. I think, but, Fantastic yeah, idea. Um,
3: yeah. But I, I do want to just say um, the 2004 show with Sammy, um, that that was absolutely amazing for me. Um, uh, I was telling Mark earlier um, that that was the concert that Dreams Are Made of for me. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, as you guys may know, this was a um, uh, uh, one year reunion tour. Um, when, when I saw them, they were on the fourth and final leg of the tour. Um, I was living in Vermont at the time. I got uh, tickets with my uh, college friend, uh, Sean, and uh, his uncle, Bob. He was a uh, old-school uh, VH fan. And uh, we uh, drove across the uh, Canadian border at night to the uh, Bell Center in uh, Montreal. Um, this was in uh, November of 2004. And uh, our seats were pretty bad. <laughs> they, they were in the, uh, the way back. Uh, you know, you really had to squint. Um, during the opening act, though, we noticed that there were a bunch of empty seats in the middle left area about halfway to the stage. Uh, so as one does, uh, we agreed that if there were still empty seats over there by the time Van Halen hit the stage, we'd go over and claim <laughs> those. Uh, you uh, so we, we, you have to. And uh, so we did that. Um, it was around, I think, the second song, which was Run Around, because um, I remember by the third song, Humans Being, we had a much better view of the band, uh, which was great. Very uh, cool. So we were pretty pleased with ourselves. Uh, looked like we were in the clear. Um now I should point out we were not quietly sitting down like a lot of people around us. Uh we stood the whole time, hooting, hollering, uh, arms in the air. That's what you do at a concert, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I agree. We we were having a great time and not being shy about it. Uh the the show continued on and we got some great cuts like the seventh seal and uh best of both worlds, and then came Eddie's guitar solo. And I look over and there's a security guard leaning in, and he's talking to Uncle Bob. And my heart sank. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh shit, we're in trouble. Uh, Sean and Uncle Bob they shuffled down the aisle with the security guard, and I followed them out into the hallway. And uh, my heart is just beating. And I asked them what was going on, and Sean said to me, "He's taking us to the stage." And it took Ooh. me, a, it took me a few clicks to comprehend that, like, what the stage? Uh, so the security guard uh, told us to show the same spirit and excitement that we did uh, up there as we did in our seats. <laughs> and he led us down the hallway to this pit area that was uh, right in the stage. Um, now, uh, and I, I look up and Mike Anthony is right there just a few feet away, you know, um, in this pit area. Oh, wow. um, I had no idea this was a thing at the time. But during this whole tour, they had these two pits that were recessed in the middle of the stage on, on either side there. And you had to do something like uh, enter a contest on the Van Halen website or some other thing to, to get uh, tickets to these uh, but apparently, they were also just randomly picking out fans uh, to come down to these as well. Um, so lucky for us, uh, we we got down there, um, and I just gotta say, it was—they literally launched into the song "Dreams" as we got there. So you <laughs> you, you, you can you can imagine the uh, euphoria we're feeling. Uh, and no uh, yeah, it was toward the tail end of the show. So I think we also got uh, "Ain't Talking About Love" uh, right now, and I think they closed it out with uh, "When It's Love." And, uh, you know, the, the band had sounded great from our seats, but, uh, looking up from them at, from the pit there, it was like, they were only playing for us, uh, just an <laughs> unbelievable experience. And, uh, it was absolutely the concert that dreams were made of for me. Wow. That's man. awesome.
0: Yeah. That's like, makes me more and more envious and, and sorrowful that, uh, I never got to experience them live in any iteration. It's, it's mm-hmm. ugh, such a shame, but yeah. but good on you, man. And that, yeah. that sounds like a hell of an experience. I mean, I can't imagine a better scenario, but I love it. The balance album, bringing people together. And on behalf of my lady, I'm sure she would salute you in that regard. So, all right. That is awesome. I love that. What do we got going on in Van Halen news? Anything uh, uh, in particular, Corey? Uh
1: you know, there's not a ton. Uh, obviously I uh, go to the uh, Van Halen news desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, actually a poll on a different kind of truth because uh, that was released uh, February 7th. We recorded this on February 8th. Um, so, uh, curious what you guys think, uh, cause they pulled a, uh, what's your favorite track on a different kind of truth. Uh, if you had to guess what was number one, uh, what would you say was the most popular track from a uh, Van Halen news desk, uh, uh, readers, uh, Scott, let's start with you. What do you think the most popular track on that album is?
3: Well, I would hope it would be the one that I picked and that would be uh she's the woman.
1: She's the woman. Okay. Mark.
3: Well,
0: I mean, that's a good one, but I think like, uh, uh, Tattoo being their single, like it makes me want to kind of drift in that direction. But so, yeah, I'll I'll just say I'm probably wrong, but I'll say Tattoo. Tattoo is seventh.
1: Wow. Well, there you go. And uh, she's the woman, number one. Ah, well, of course. (laughs) Stay Frosty uh, was the second most popular track. And then the uh, spoiler alert, the track I'm manifesting here tonight because I want to get a different kind of truth track. We haven't covered this one yet. Number three was As Is. So I'm really hoping Ah, that's the one we spin tonight from A Different Kind of Truth. But uh, please go to the uh, Van Halen News Desk. We have, uh, you know, you can read the article on uh, A Different Kind of Truth. Uh, You can take the poll. Uh, You know, David Lee Roth, you know, has a new cover, uh, a video Mustang Sally came out. He has a new episode of the the, uh, David Lee Roth Show as well. Uh, You can check out all that stuff on the Van Halen News Desk.
0: Mustang selling. All right.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm just gonna move past that.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Uh so with that being said, uh, Corey, the poll, the rock and yes. poll. We 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 always do, I mean, Van Halen News Desk poll, that's great. We love it, but we do the polls around here, uh, our rock and poll. And last week, uh, we had the poll for center swing. And look, uh, as as great as the song is, if any of our past polls are any indication. There's no way that uh uh people are just going to run with the uh what dreams are made of on this one. However, if I'm not mistaken, Corey, this one got pretty high
1: in that regard. Yeah, it did. And I know there, there's a big push here. There's still a little bit of time left in the poll as we're recording this. Uh, Still a big push to try and get it to 90 percent. It's currently 89.1 percent. What dreams are made of 10.9 percent. This dream is over. So, again, Man. pretty definitive. Uh, people like center swing, but a couple of dissenting opinions. And we actually had one in the comments that we can talk about. Please do. All right. Well, let's start here with the comments. Robert Cato says, uh, Oh, yeah. The back and forth between DLR and the band is badass. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Our, our new friends at Dissect That Film, they're a great little uh, movie podcast. Uh, and actually, uh, we're setting up a date in March uh, for uh, those folks to come on the show. Uh, uh they say simply that entire album is what dreams are made of hard wow. to argue yeah uh gregory I like Muse says i haven't even listened to the episode yet but this one is a give me 100 what dreams are made of to the 11 percent who picked the dream is over you must be out of your mind we've said that before and uh, i guess we'll just we'll keep saying it because
0: it seems to just happen over and over again
1: yeah, one or two votes you could see, you know, somebody's an asshole, someone's a contrarian, whatever, yeah. someone's in the cult. But, yeah, to get, like, as many as we're getting is is kind of shocking. It's really crazy. Yep. Yeah. Kyle Anderson says, voting this track or anything on Fair Warning Down would be a sin. There Hard are. to argue with that logic. Uh, Rihanna, they're back saying what dreams are made of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse says, that is the ultimate Van Halen album. All the booze, Sigs, and sick riffing and solos. It just never gets old. Eddie forever booze six sigs and riffin i love that yep absolutely uh, our good buddy tom says what dreams are made of he even hashtagged it Wdamo, classic early vh energy an angry solo and a fun fall down the stairs of a song i almost said an orgy <laughs> solo but it was angry orgy. i mean uh, depending on the uh the group it could have been an orgy song yeah, yep. solo you never know Well, you want to talk about people waiting forever uh, to come on the show. Fat Man on Guitar. We're going to get him on here in in the next month here, next few weeks. Uh, Also, hashtags WDAMO, What Dreams Are Made Of. No question here. An Overlook Classic. I was pretty sure it was only played on that tour, but it could have stayed in the set that whole original era. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The Deep Purple Podcast, they're coming on the show too, Mark. Uh, First week in March. Can't wait for that. Uh, Solid track. What's not to like? Exactly. Yeah. Very simple. Well put. Oh, Jonathan, our good friend Jonathan says, what dreams are made up for me. It's been a minute since I've heard this song. It's definitely a balls out rocker and a fun jam. Y'all mentioned Van Halen covering ZZ Top in their club days. I could see ZZ Top doing a cover of this song easily. You're absolutely Ooh. right. I would kill to hear that. That would oh, be amazing. Man. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh.
1: Great comment, Jonathan. He he gets my my vote for uh, best, uh, best comment of the week. Good job, Jonathan. There you go. <laughs> uh, Future Squash 767, though, saying amazing song. One of the best. So... Uh, he, he's back well, in the good graces. Good. He big DLR fan. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Our good buddies, uh, Sean and Todd from the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast are back and, uh, recording new shows. I just listened to their newest one on Monday, so it's good to have them back recording, uh, uh, new stuff. Uh, they say yeah. this album delivers on all counts. This song is no exception. I love Van Halen Boogie. Well, who doesn't? Yes, you do. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Chaz Mitaz, the one and only says in my Van Halen top five at number five. He's like Casey Case. Him. I love it. This song is ever is ever nasty thing. The PMRC warned you about, you sinners, repent and you down votes, get the fuck out and push. There you go. Chaz, I'm gonna have to split my vote for the best comment of the week. Chaz may get it there too. That's it. <laughs> that's I'm
0: that's thinking. why that one's pretty good, Chaz. Thank yeah.
1: you. <laughs> uh Josh says, My favorite song about a sinner swing. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't nah, think of a better nice. one. Uh, David Lee Smith, who was on the show last week says, all right, you sinner, swing, get up and push another DLR Van Halen tune that gets a, what dreams are made of from DLS, by the way, that David Lee Smith fellow is quite the cool cat. Plus he would have got away with saying $1 despite being nearly on the dot was saying 70. So <laughs> well, and humble this Davey Smith. Yes. Yes. Very humble. <laughs> uh, the one and only Michael Green says, I think it's a deep underrated, ge- a deep cut underrated gem. It just got some real swagger and wait for it. Swing. Ooh. clever boy. <laughs> All right. Here's our uh, uh, dissenting vote here it was from Kevin Brown uh, from the oh, Tom Petty Project uh, and Seaside Pod Review it says downvoted this one. Hear me out. All the component parts of this song are solid. Good swing from Al. Nice bright harmonies from Mikey, a machine gun solo, DLR doing what he does. But for me, it doesn't uh, coalesce into a whole greater than the parts. So he felt a real disconnect huh. on this one, and yeah, all
0: right, all right. Well, at least I mean, at least he gave us a good reason as to why yep. he, he he broke it down. He didn't even have to do that. He just he broke down everything that works, but and then gave us the overall opinion as to why. See that that right there that there's your gold standard of how to uh, if your opinion differs uh, and it's a a really highly rated track of van halen and you're thinking no nah, no thanks at least tell us why you know because yeah. we're curious i see i i was very curious to hear what kevin had to say about that because you know we, we, li- we like kevin very uh much. kevin usually yeah he, he we usually all see uh eye to eye on most van halen tracks this one he did not and he gave us his reasons why and i love that very diplomatic very simple very easy that's that's all we ask that's yeah. all we ask
1: and it's funny because uh on his seaside pod review uh him and randy did the song drowse uh, from A Day at the Races, which I fucking hate. So I just put drowse blows. That, that's about as eloquent as I got into it. Uh, and then so
0: there's Corey's yeah. retort. He's like, yeah.
1: No, it blows. No explanation. Shut <laughs> up. Go away. That, that's all you get. Drowse blows. But then I, uh, I had to man- comment that he upvoted drowse and downvoted center swing. And I said, you know, electroshock therapy only sounds scary. You should maybe you look know, into it. I- I believe it's it it has finally
0: happened, you all. Uh, John Mariano has had such a profound effect on Corey. So uh, maybe Corey just podcasts a little too much, and he's just he's just tired. Maybe he's worn, he's weary.
1: That's what yeah. it is. Uh, we'll just we'll get done with the show, and you get yourself a nap. I definitely need one. Uh, Kevin, because some people called him out uh, on on the comments and said, uh, you know, did you listen to the right song? Uh, That kind of thing. And he (laughs) just said, it's nowhere near their best swing song. And they did those really well. And it is in the top half of even the DLR era songs. Not for him. It would be a Mm -hmm. third option vote for me, which we're not doing because make a fucking choice, people. But there's not much memorable about this track, despite it being fun. A bit paint by DLR numbers. So that's totally fair. Wow. Well, yeah, but well, hey, again, he explained
0: himself and he he gave us his rational so and and because he wasn't a dick about it we we uh we appreciate it drink and uh we uh we value the the opinions it doesn't we don't all have to share the same opinions but at least give us give us a reason as to why you know uh um, yes, and i like that that kevin kept on doing it so kudos to you kevin even if you are completely fucking wrong about your vote
1: speaking Sorry, of not being a dick uh, some fellow by Scott Monroe <laughs> said a, a solid boogie rocker with a catchy as hell harmonies the solo is there and gone like a fireworks explosion DLR is oozing with attitude and sass I'm a happy camper attitude and sass that's what does it for him so uh thank you Scott Monroe whoever you are out there <laughs> sure thing <laughs> what uh D'Erse or Ersen Heisenhower is back uh, and says classic Van Halen with extraordinary work by Mikey and Alex Van Halen firing on all cylinders as a band. Thank you for that. Absolutely agree. I agree, yeah. And finally, the one and only artist formerly known as Airhead, Ryan Powell. Uh, Heavy metal swaying, perfect description of Van Halen, and perfect summary of this amazing track. I was hoping Mark would not get his manifestation this time because I would love to cover that one when I am on. Ryan's going to be on the show here in the next uh, couple of weeks. And I can't even remember what you manifested last week, Mark, but uh, Ryan's glad you didn't get it.
0: I can't recall either. I'll have to go back and uh, t- check it, check the show out, but uh, whatever. Well, let's, here's hoping because a lot of my manifest. I have, I have yet to shoot my shot and nail it like Corey has. Uh, and like Eric Sinich have. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, so it, all in due time, the more I feel like the more I manifest, the more it's just not going to
1: happen. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens when you come on the show there, Ryan. Mark Kamire shooting blanks. You only got 56 episodes left to go, my friend. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, the odds are in my favor that I'll I'll land on one eventually.
0: <laughs> There's only 56. Oh, yeah. when, when we get down <laughs> to two, flip.
1: you got a good shot. Yeah. You got a 50-50 shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, there. I got a 50 I'll just flip a coin at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're you're, you're trying a, too hard, Mark. Don't try so hard. That's right. Yeah, you just, you're just right. Just let it come. you right. yep. I mean, I just uh... – <laughs> nice. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> um <laughs> I just I just want to hear the songs that I just really, really love and it just doesn't seem to work out that way uh, as far as the wheels concern with manifestations. But, hey, you know, my time will come to shine. Uh, maybe it's tonight. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the next live show. We will find out. Uh, but uh speaking of manifesting and uh, finding out it's uh it's time to do that very thing It's time to manifest a song for tonight's show Scott Monroe you are our honored guest uh I'm I'm very nearly certain I'm just kind of I'm peering into your uh into your mind I am pretty certain there is a song or, uh, probably a, a list of songs that you just absolutely want to manifest for tonight for the show that we have not spun yet. Uh, What are they, sir?
3: Yeah, well, uh, like I was saying, I, I love every era of Van Halen, so I'd like to try to push my luck a little bit here and see if I can manifest something from uh, every lead singer era. Um, For <laughs> Dave, I'm going to try and manifest Romeo Delight. Nice. Uh, For Sammy, I got to go with Humans Being. Uh, yes. which uh, was played at both the 98 and the uh, 04 concerts. Man. And uh, Gary, I'm going to go with fire in the hole, which I uh, definitely have some thoughts about.
0: <laughs> with a, with a title like that, it can go uh, a couple of different ways. And uh, at least for me, uh, the way things are going with Van Halen 3's album, uh, fire in the hole is not a good sign, but maybe it is. Maybe it is uh, time will tell. Uh, Corey, how about yourself? you've had a you've had a rough week. Uh, it's been it's been exhausting. Uh, you said you were looking forward to some whiskey and Van Halen. Well, you got your whiskey. It's time for Van Halen. What do you want
1: the wheel to give us? I'm sticking with uh, as is uh, from a different kind of truth, but if I could cheat a little like Scott did and, and pick like a a DLR song, uh, I've been screaming for somebody to get me a doctor. For so long now, I'd love to hear that tonight. <laughs> and uh, Gary's song, I'm going to echo "Fire in the Hole." Uh, I'm ready to hear that one again. So, uh, uh, picking one from every area like Scott did—that's what I'm going with. Uh, no, I, actually, that's—I'm not doing that at all. Fuck it, ever. Because "As Is" was a David Lee Ross song. So, forget somebody yeah, get me go. a doctor. I got to pick a Sammy song, don't I? <laughs> yeah, pick all a right. Sammy song. Oh man, oh god, There's I'm, so many to choose from. I'm feeling like fucking, and I'm feeling like uh, the the dream is over. Spanked. Nope, not spanked. <laughs> I was going to say Pleasure Dome, but... Not that one either. <laughs> but... No, nope. I'm nope, going to go with one, uh, so... the
0: dream is over. Dream is over. Yep. <laughs> it's like it, just to just to uh, give you all an idea of, of where Corey's mood is at this moment. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a guess. So yeah. Uh, so Mark uh, Meyer, f- what are you feeling here tonight? Now yo, you're pretty boring. You either go humans being or yeah. Amsterdam. Let's try mixing it up. You know, dig deep, my friend. What what, what are you feeling in, in, in right, right in the berries? What what what's your gut telling you here?
0: Right now from uh from Hagar's era. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the fuck album, because it's great. Uh, I'm going to go with. Let's see. We have not done if, from from Dave's era. We have not done. We still well, we still haven't done ain't talking about love, so I'm going to be a basic bitch and still still <laughs> manifest that. And for Gary, uh, more than words
1: there, we there go. you go <laughs> there's
0: there's <laughs> our manifestations there that's you also are. what
1: uh, mariana um, was manifesting for tonight he wanted to hear more than words so. <laughs> well i'm i'm right there
0: with you john it's it's not often but here we are so we'll see <laughs> we'll see what the wheel gives us at this point you know any, anything's uh on on the board uh with that being said fellas if you are ready i'm ready Corey. if you're ready if sammy's ready
1: backstage it's time to spin that wheel Damn right. All right. So by my count, I think Scott waited five months to come on the show. I'm gonna shuffle the wheel five times. Everyone's watching. Make sure it's on the up and up. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five. Okay, take it away. Here we go. All right. Looks like it's gonna be another dimer down track. This is a very popular one with folks. Little guitars,
0: little guitars. We have spun it. Yeah, there's quite Very a few nice. of you out there that have been waiting for this one, so here it is. Little guitars. All right, Corey, do you have any fond memories of Little
1: Guitars? You know, uh, Diver Down is probably one of my uh, least listened to uh, uh, Dave albums. Uh, I really mm-hmm. just kind of get it. You know, got back into it uh, when we right around the time we decided we were going to do this show. But uh, Little Guitars is uh, really one of the standouts, one of the originals uh, uh, from Diver Down. And a lot of people kind of dismiss. Uh, this one because you know it's the covers album right but uh, uh little right. guitars and actually uh it has we'll have the intro here that we get to play as well on little guitars the little oh, guitars yeah. intro uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun uh scott do you have any uh memories of uh, diver down kind of a similar
3: boat i mean i didn't come around to that album really till later on um and uh i just remember it being really kind of having a badass riff and uh one of those songs that kind of it it feels like uh, something you want to play while you're on a road trip just uh kind of cruising along on a nice day. It's got a nice kind of upbeat feel to it. Similar
0: vein, uh, you know, Diver Down wasn't a, the the standout on Diver Down for me, of course, is Oh, Pretty Woman. Uh, and b- because I absolutely love that cover. Uh, that is what I associate that album with. However, I have heard Little Guitars. It's been it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it. it I, I see what you're talking about, Scott. Kind of like a little uh you know, road trip. So I'm not, and I'm big on that. Part of my introduction to Van Halen, as I've told, is is uh uh reminiscing about just riding in the car with my family and listening to the radio. And you're you're damn sure gonna hear some Van Halen on the radio, especially back in those days. So uh yeah, yeah. Um I can I see what you from what I remember of this song, yes, I I would agree with that. But uh, I'm looking forward to really breaking it down and uh, maybe some fun surprises, or hopefully, hopefully not too much
1: disappointment. We'll we'll
0: see how it goes.
1: And I just got to point out too, uh, the folks at home can't see this, but we were literally uh, two spots away from fire in the hole. We yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were uh, almost, so, almost almost called your shot, there, my friend. There. But... Yeah,
0: so close, man.
1: Now uh, before we play the song. Time to play my favorite game. How many times did Van Halen play Little Guitars in Concert? Remember, everybody, this is... I actually download the prices Right music uh, for this <laughs> section of the show, but uh, we're doing this Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over uh, because Scott's our guest. We'll let him go second. Marka Meyer, how many times mm-hmm. do you think Van Halen played Little Guitars live? They probably played it a good number of 80 times. 80? Okay. 80. Uh, Scott?
3: I'm going to go a lot higher. I, I think they probably played it a lot on the Diver Down Tour, probably all throughout uh, 83, 84, um, say 300.
1: Well, the correct answer, 304, 307, excuse me, 307 <laughs> times. So you would <laughs> you win both it. showcases. <laughs> you got within 10. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did they play it quite a bit uh, on Diver Down in 1984, uh, but also, uh, 2007, uh, 2008, and 2015 as well, they played it quite a bit. So, well, there you go. So,
0: obviously, this is a, a one that they didn't mind playing a whole bunch. Maybe it's a favorite of the bands, uh, or
1: perhaps just a crowd pleaser. But, uh, there you go. That's a lot. All right. So, what do you say we start with the intro to Little Guitars here? Sure thing. thoughts
0: i mean just beautiful spanish style guitar and uh you know of course and I'm just i'm kind of speechless i've never heard that intro before oh, so really? uh yeah, no yeah i haven't uh the the time i've heard little guitars is i never heard it with that intro so uh that's is a surprise a happy surprise because wow um if you had told me that was eddie van halen i probably would have said No, it's not. Like, if you hadn't told me, it's just like, listen to this real quick. Who do you think that is? I would have said it's probably uh, like Rodrigo and Gabriela, or I would have said just any random ass uh, uh, Spanish uh, musician that I could think of. It's like, it's probably them. Eddie Van Halen would not have come up on the list. Like, no, that's Eddie Van Halen. Like, Jesus Christ. Is there
1: no style of guitar this man can't play? Nope. And he just saw a flamenco guy on TV and thought, I wonder how he does that. And then just did it. (laughs) <laughs> he saw that
0: Esteban guy uh, selling his guitars in those infomercials, and he's like, "Nah, I got you. I got you beat." I'm like, well, let me let me give this a shot. Ha, Actually, suck
1: at Esteban. I found a little quote from Dave Lee Rother. I'll, I'll read about the uh, the intro here. Uh, quote: Just prior to recording this very short piece, Eddie had been listening to flamenco guitarist Carlos Montoya and wondered how on earth to get a handle on the astonishing finger style he was playing. His playing was based on. Edward was saying he had just seen this TV show with a flamenco guy doing all these wonderful things with his fingers, and he says, I got to figure out how to do that with one pick. Watch this. And he faked it. By doing trills and (laughs) pull-offs with his left hand on the neck of the guitar and fast-pick strokes on the strings with his right hand, it was recorded in a single take. Of course it fucking was. Of of course it was. Eddie always convinced in those days that nothing was impossible, confessed, I got to say the best thing I do is cheat. (laughs) I mean... uh... I'm am I shocked by all of that? No. Is it
0: frustrating as as a guitar player? Yeah, it is. It's really frustrating because I just don't some people just have it. Some people are just born with it or some people just have such a firm grasp on uh their instrument or the foundation of of just musical in general that they, just, they of music in general that they just they put their mind to it and they just make it happen. They just dare I say manifest it. Uh, take another drink. Uh, but it's, that's, ah, uh, like I'm gonna, I'm getting pissed off the more I think of it. Uh, Scott, how'd you feel about that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. I mean, you know, the one take was the first thought I had it, you know, kind of seemed like one of those cases where maybe a temple man walked in and he was playing it and said, Oh, let's, let's use that. Mm-hmm. You know, like a rough. Yeah. He was just like,
0: <laughs> keep going, keep going. And just like click record. But yeah, no, that's, that's astonishing. But uh, but uh, look who we're talking about. Look at the source. It's Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I saw this on TV and thought, I want to do that. And boom, did it. Yep. It's like, I cheat a little bit. You know, I'm not really doing like the... Yeah. Way. But it's like, oh, really? And that's and that's what you came up with? You you should be ashamed of yourself, I guess. My God. That's unreal, yeah. man.
1: Figured out how to do it with one pick. Here we go. Just watch. <laughs> just like, unreal.
0: Yeah, it is. But uh, like I said, some people are just had this uncanny ability to just bring forth the musical nature and, uh, and Eddie's got incredible tone and like, he's got the tone of the gods in his hands. Uh, so putting anything on guitar musically, no matter what it is, or even, even, uh, uh keys and piano to a slightly lesser extent, but still, uh, just make it happen. Just makes it happen. I, I envy, I envy those that can make that happen. And, uh, I, I can't do that.
3: And very you know, much there, like there's that range of speed too. That's just so distinctive. I mean, you know, it's just yeah. so, you know, it, it just starts off so soft and slow and then he just, you know, starts ripping on it. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's just that that is signature Eddie.
0: Yeah. And there's probably a lot of, uh, more skilled, uh, you know, classical guitar players out there. Maybe they're even listening. Maybe they heard this, uh, this intro and thought, well, eh, I mean, I can totally tell that he did that one take. I can totally tell he's not, you know, do using proper technique. And you'd probably be right. I mean, you would be right because by Eddie's own admission it's like, no, I cheated a little bit, but I just wanted to hear what I could do. But still give the guy credit, <laughs> give the guy credit for attempting and doing it in one take and just like just as as a a single attempt you don't have to break it down, you know, technically and say like, well, this is where he did, what he did wrong. This is what he's, you know, what he should have done. like, no, 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 forget all that. Just listen, just listen to what he's doing. And you can, you can still say, Hey, for a good first attempt, that was pretty damn good. Like, yeah, fooled me. And I've got a pretty good ear for guitar.
1: like wouldn't have even known that was Eddie if you hadn't told me. Well, and I found a great quote actually from Eddie uh, about it here, uh, talking about listening to, uh, the Carlos Montoya, uh, you know, flamenco style of music for a couple of days. And he cheated using a pick. Uh, he says, quote, I am doing trills on the high E and pull offs with my left hand and slapping my middle finger on the low E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's doing he's kind of doing like a uh, a hybrid
0: uh, picking with the pick and then, uh, you know, using his fingers for uh, additional ornamentation or just additional notes. Um, that's fine. That's that is, uh, pardon the pun, the best of both worlds, as far as I'm concerned.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that was the intro. What do you say? I'm really psyched to listen to the song now. You guys ready to get into it? Hell yeah. All right. All right. Musically, that's one of my favorite intros on Diver Down. Mark, what did you think?
0: It's got that familiar Van Halen flair. And uh, again, mentioning uh, the tone, you know, it's uh, Eddie's tone is full center. But then you got Alex just, uh, you know, banging away on rhythm. And uh, Alex now, uh, at least in in my ears, because we've been doing the show for as long as we have, and because I've really been tuning into the things Alex is doing, um he has an absolute signature drum sound. He absolutely does and uh it's the the more you listen to Van Halen and the more you really get into it, uh, the more you can identify certain uh a play and any band really uh you can identify certain players techniques and uh and sounds. Alex has a particular particular sound and uh it's again, he is uh full force as well at in this intro so uh it's nice it's it's a nice little uh transition into don't forget who you're listening to here's this intro this spanish guitar intro to kind of fool you. Like if you weren't in the know, if you didn't know you were listening to a uh, little guitars by Van Halen, it's uh here's this uh classical guitar intro. It's beautiful. It's nice. Oh man, that's, that's really ripping. And then the band comes in and you go, Oh wait, that sounds like Van Halen. It is Van Halen. Yay. The sense of familiarity. I really like it.
1: You, you mentioned that uh, Alex Van Halen sound that usually comes from the snare, but uh, he's got that mm-hmm. hi hat open a little more uh, on this one than, than kind of, he normally does. Yeah. Right? The, the hat sound a little different. I kind of dug that. The hats and snare and, uh, his,
0: his kick technique is what, uh, kind of really that that's what I tune into when I listen to him now, because he he has particulars, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Very good on the kick. Now, one thing I'm missing is a little Mikey uh, in the mix Bass is kind of low, but Scott, what were your thoughts oh, yeah. <laughs> on that, uh, on that intro section?
3: Yeah, just absolutely killer. And you know, the, the guitar, it sounds so dark at first and then it kind of, you know, kind of morphs a little and goes to a different spot, but, um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it it's really um, uh, kind of jarring, really, after hearing the intro, um, especially. You know, it's taking you to a completely different spot, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, even as we go on here in the song, it just you know, uh, it it really uh, uh, just uh, has a completely different feel to it um, after this intro. Mm-hmm.
0: My question, and I don't even know if you can answer this, Corey, if you have the information in front of you. Um, we're not experts, so we don't know. Uh, what came first, the uh, that instrumental intro uh, of Eddie on classical guitar or this uh, little guitarist, like the song itself?
1: I believe it was the intro because uh, David mentioned uh, – I'll try and find the, the clip here or the quote here real quick – uh, just yeah, saying he uh, got the idea for the song from the acoustic part. It sounded Mexican to me. So I wrote a song for a senorita. That is exactly why I was going to point that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cause he, <laughs> he
0: starts it off with "senorita." I'm in trouble again. Like, Oh, okay. Was he influenced by uh, Eddie's sort of Spanish guitar uh, stylings? Because if so, it makes sense. So yeah. yeah, that's my question. Or that was my only question um, that, and I really like Eddie's uh, fret tapping uh, technique that he's uh, utilizing for the verse of the song. It's really, it's, Really easy to screw that up. But I guess when you're Eddie Van Halen, it's no, I can do this in my sleep. I do do this in my sleep,
1: but it sounds killer. I love that you can't crow before I'm out of the woods, but there's exceptions to the rule. That, that's a cool little line.
0: That is a good line. Good on you, Dave. Good on you.
2: Catch, 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 catch anybody in there.
1: I just found a little more context on the uh, uh, can't crow before I'm out of the woods, but there's exceptions to the rule. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. that line uh, is an old saying that means a crow flying through the forest won't make any noise or it will draw attention to itself and could get eaten. It'll wait until it's out in the open before crowing, but there are exceptions to the rules. I never knew that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, oh, yeah, that I can uh, I can see that because you know, cr- crows are uh, chatty little birds so uh yeah i could see them not even wanting to draw too much attention to themselves especially depending on where they are so yeah well look at that uh dave utilizing uh metaphors corvid metaphors and having them make sense so that yeah right on dave when you're when you're on it you're on it
1: scott and where I, do you land we're... on
3: the lyrics Oh, they're great. I mean, and he's he's kind of telling a little bit of a story here, you know, as Dave does sometimes. So it's you know he's taking us along. um He's got his turns of phrases, and I, I think we should give him props too. I mean, he's he's singing quite well, I think. You know. Oh yeah. Um, oh sure, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, uh Mark, your thoughts on that uh instrumental section there.
0: It it feels like a build-up to something big and big and grand, but then it like just completely doesn't go there. All. It always goes it's like nope, nope, next verse. Same, you know, same as first. Here we go. Uh uh, I guess maybe to uh to prepare the listener for uh something bigger later later down the road or or not just to uh you know add some additional flavor. Either way, I like it, but I was kind of—I'm uh, not gonna lie—like I always get a little bummed out hearing that because I go, "Ah, oh, you, you you were building and you were building, and I was hoping for something like extraordinary there, but you just—you you held off and you went back to the verse."
3: And the uh, the lyric there, I don't think I've ever really noticed that before. When I see all your little guitars sing to me, um, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I always dug that line. The, the catch as catch, uh, I could always kind of live without, but uh when I see you yeah. and all your little guitars sing to be I always always dug that lyric.
0: Yeah. I love that I was praising Dave uh with his uh phrasing and this uh lyrics and then we went right into uh, catch as, catch as can, like what? <laughs> oh, damn it, what don't yeah. you just, you made me look like an asshole with that line. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about?
1: I love following the lyrics uh, website we're looking at anytime is a question. Don't you know you can dance anytime? with me anytime?
0: Anytime. <laughs> you know, you gotta you got ask. Right. Gotta ask. Oh, so yeah. you just you gotta ask for consent. Um, you know, That's if right. it makes you feel any better, uh, on Google, the question mark is there as well. So oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You caught us. We listened to the last thirty seconds because it's just so fucking cool. Little guitars <laughs> from Diver Down. Mark Kamaier, what do you think?
0: Uh I tell you the uh that main riff on the uh uh on the verses, uh or actually just throughout the song really of Eddie and the finger tapping it reminds me of another song that uh uh the, the technique is not the same but it's just the way that the the sound comes out sonically it reminds me of this uh this other song called uh, blinded by the light written by oh, yes. uh Bruce Springsteen but performed by Manfred Mann's Earth Band <laughs> uh so it's like you know, if you if you know that song and you know that uh, the opening line, you hear the uh, it's a I believe it's on keyboard or synthesizer the uh, that reminds me a lot of what Eddie's doing uh, with uh, his the fret tapping uh, technique there. However, Eddie doing that fret tapping consistently is really really impressive because as I said that you can do that and it can go really really wrong and sloppy very quickly uh, unless you're just really good at tapping so uh that's a that's a testament to eddie's playing but of course of, of course it is so yeah, those are my thoughts
1: it's funny you brought up blinded by the light i just read an article about the most misunderstood lyric in rock uh-huh. history right <laughs> yeah
2: you
0: know, you know, i know it's supposed going, to be like yeah. revved
1: up like a deuce and he sings it wrapped up like a douche and they left it in it's pretty interesting
0: there was a uh there was a live show. I believe it was uh VH one, the channel VH one used to have this, uh, show called storytellers and they would have music. Yeah. Musicians come in there and they would uh, tell stories about the particular song that they were about to perform Uh, a little behind the scenes or meaning of, if you will, if I'm not mistaken, Bruce Springsteen was on storytellers and he did blinded by the light because he wrote it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he talks about the fact that, yeah, um, what I didn't count on was how misinterpreted this song was going to be because of a particular line. And of course the audience is laughing because they already know, they already know what it is. Um, but I just, it's funny that you bring that up because it's like, yes, even Bruce is privy to that information.
1: But it wasn't his fault. Like he wrote, wrapped no, up no, like a douche. It, it's a hot rod song <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they it just is. sang it wrapped up like a douche.
0: <laughs> or if they didn't, they, unintentionally did just based on, uh, the, the timbre and the, uh, the dictation of, uh, the, uh, singer of, of, uh, of that band's, um, just the way his voice works just it, it sounds too much like douche. So from now on, when we all sing it in our, in our homes and our radios, behind closed doors, or even in karaoke, we're all going to say revved up like a douche, you know, it makes no sense. It's funny to everybody else. So there so there you go. Yeah. All right. So now, now it's time to, to, to really give this, uh, our, our true feelings by voting on it. So, uh, no pressure whatsoever but because scott you are our guest we're gonna i'm gonna send it right straight to you so little guitars was the song tonight we didn't uh manifest this one however the wheel said no it's time it's time for little guitars the audience has been asking so here it is my question to you sir is little guitars what dreams are made of or is the dream over <laughs>
3: Yeah, just uh, it's uh, got everything going for it. Um, D- Dave is in his wheelhouse, as we often say. Although I think he's extending himself a little bit too. He's he's singing quite well. He's telling a great story. Um, Eddie is doing so many amazing things. Uh, Alex is in there. I would have liked a little bit more Mikey, but we get him on the Senorita and the Ooze and the Oz. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just and I, I I did get that vibe again. Like I thought, you know, it's just kind of it's a nice song. You're just cruising along. On the road. It's got a nice kind of upbeat feel to it. Uh really really good happy Van Halen song.
0: There you go. One vote for Yay. Uh Corey, I throw it to you. Is little guitars what dreams are made of? Or are you just are you just so sick of hearing so many little guitars?
2: Oh yay! Yeah. <laughs>
1: You you can't do a Van Halen podcast and vote down Little Guitars. Uh, this is an all-time Van Halen classic. And uh, maybe my favorite track, Off Diver Devil, if I dare say. It's certainly in the, in the top third. I love everything about it. The intro is amazing. Uh, I, I totally agree with Scott. Could use a little more Mikey on the bass. Uh, when when I kind of picked him out, he was doing some cool shit. You just can't really hear it so great. Um, but I, I loved uh, what Alex was doing, on the, especially on that hi-hat. A little different for him. Uh, he usually plays that a little tighter when he opens it up. It's, it's wide open. He, he was kind of in the middle here. It was, it really kind of had a, a swishy quality to it, to quote John Mariano. Uh So mm-hmm. I loved, I dug what he was doing. I love that we got him on the, on the Senoritas, the very pretty melody on that. And uh yeah, I, I could live without the catch as catch, catch as catch, catch can uh main line of the chorus, but uh there, there's some cool lines in here and David's singing it great. So absolutely little guitars, what dreams are made of, but Mark Meyer. The choice now comes down to you. Um, Jeez, you you haven't been overly enthusiastic about Diver Down up to this point. You voted a lot of stuff up, but it hasn't been like overwhelming. So the question Mm. is, uh, with the intro, is Little Guitars what dreams are made of? Or is this dream over?
0: Yes, with a caveat. Because I'm gonna keep it consistent, as you've pointed out. I've been kind of so-so on diver down. This one is uh, this is a yay, but only only just by a little bit because uh, I it's I like what Eddie's doing. I like you know I've I've mentioned his uh, the finger tapping technique he's doing for the uh, the verses and uh, a lot or a, a lot of the song, but there's not a there's not tremendous substance with this song uh it definitely needed more mikey both in uh in bass i think he could have done a lot more uh background vocal wise a lot of harmony wise there could have been a lot there's a lot to be desired there um i do enjoy what what alex is doing and both van halen brothers i like what they're doing um the only thing is Alex. As I pointed out, he's really in the forefront there, and so and I guess Eddie, the both of them are, and so the maybe it's a mixing issue for me that uh, just doesn't quite kind of come together as much. However, uh, oh, and I'll point out that uh, Dave's lyrics, while simple, are very good for this song. This is a, as uh, Scott pointed out, he's telling the story. It's like yes, it's, it's a very quick story. It's a very short kind of to the point story uh in a way but i mean but that doesn't that's not a bad thing uh it's it's consistent and it's coherent uh he's he's not doing too many rothisms that would like make me roll my eyes like eh, there he goes no he's in his wheelhouse as we say he's doing he's doing what dave does really well when you let him or when he is i guess open to it um that and and all that being said what really sold it, what really got it, was honestly the intro. Was the the instrumental intro? Is this has happened before when I've kind of felt like a, a track of Van Halen was a bit lackluster, but then Eddie comes in with a rip roaring solo and just saves the day. Um, if he doesn't do that, if if the intro does not happen in this song, I might just kind of think this song is eh, it's okay. It's not terrible, but it's okay. Meh. Uh, and then I probably would have just said, uh, I'll give it just a slight vote. However, that intro just, and and the story behind it, uh, thank you, Corey, for context, uh, just really, it sets the tone. When you know all that, when you know everything going into it, and you listen to it, and then you listen to the, uh, uh, the, the meat of the song, it all comes full circle. The mixing, I still have an issue with. However, everything all together... I can't downvote Little Guitars. I just I I can't in good consciousness do it because it is fun. Uh, it does work. It doesn't work as as well as some other tracks, but uh, but it still works. It still works enough, and therefore for me, yes, the dream. Uh, uh, uh this is what dreams are made of. So full sweep, boys. We did it. We did a full sweep. Honest. So uh, yay, good stuff. And we hope you, the audience, are happy. We finally covered Little Guitars with the
1: intro. Now. Uh, I had this ready for, for last week because we had a couple of guests, but we ran long. Mm. Uh We got a little bit of time here tonight. I didn't ask you guys before we started recording, but I'm going to ask it now. Who's up for a little game of best of both books? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, let's let's uh, see how terrible Mark is at guessing uh, who wrote this. <laughs> I, I think I got some good
1: uh, good ones uh, this week, too. So you probably do. Um because I'm a because I'm I'm a bit of a sadist, I'm I'm in for it. <laughs> Perfect. You gotta get the music going here. All right, so you can tell from the music, this is best of both books. What I'm going to do, I have uh, marked some passages from two autobiographies by Van Halen Frontman. We have "Red" by Sammy Hagar and "Crazy from the Heat." Camera can't pick it up. There we go. "Crazy from the Heat" from David Lee Roth. I'm going to read a random passage. You guys have to let me know which book it came from. All right. All right, let me find our first passage here. Don't mind my dog. He's a dickhead.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I've been chasing cats over here.
1: (laughs) All right, let's try this one here. One night, he came to me in my dream, and I told him off. But he was vague, hard to reach, and I couldn't communicate. Next day, I found out that he had OD'd shooting Coke in a Union 76 gas station bathroom. Which book did that come from? Let's start with Scott Monroe. That's a Dave. That's a Dave. All right, Mark? I'm inclined to think that's a Dave as well. You are both wrong. That came from Red by Sammy Hagar. (laughs) Not a good start, it's gentlemen. Coming out strong. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Let's mix up the books here. Let's see what I can come up with now. Man, my eyesight's getting really bad. This might take a minute here. You change your prescription, man. <laughs> All right. What we, we started getting into it more often, and things weren't as friendly. Eventually, I started flying on my own. I'd fly home by myself, and I'd come back. I'd stay in different hotels by the end of the tour, Eddie and I weren't even getting along. Which book did that come from? Mark Kammeier.
0: feel like that could go either way, but based on I guess what we know,
1: I'll say that is also uh, Sammy. You're going to go Sammy on that one? Okay. Yeah. Scott? Yeah, I'm going with Sammy. You are both correct. That came from a Sammy Hagar's Red. Good job, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right talk amongst yourselves as i find the next passage
0: it's like every time he uh he reads from uh dave's book i'm i'm expecting him to say something in like uh that something you would expect dave to say uh at some at some point i'm expecting Corey to read off a quote from dave's book where it's just a bunch of nonsense scatting all right
1: <laughs> it's like well that's clearly dave come on <laughs> all right let's see how you guys do with this one here uh and i quote Doctor greets me in a private room. He's wearing the surgeon's smock, which goes down below his knees, and he's supposed to wear it backwards, drawstring in it the back, right? He's wearing it frontways, and he's got no undershirt on, so he looks like me with the chest hair poking out. What book did that come from? <laughs>
0: That's That's got to be Dave's just because of the, uh, the imagery and uh, the way he painted it and the fact that he was so knowledgeable about what a doctor's supposed to wear. Dave would know <laughs> that.
3: And I'm pretty sure Dave had a hairy chest, so I'm going to say Dave. All right. One vote, Dave. Scott? Well, and I got to say, I've read Sammy's book. I have not read Dave's. Um, I got to think that would have stood out for me. <laughs> I don't remember that from Sammy's book. I'm going to say Dave.
1: That was an easy one. You are both correct. That came from <laughs> crazy you from threw the us a bone on that one. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the story is really good too. Uh see, seek that one out. I think you guys are gonna right. really like that. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find the next one here. <laughs> it's like if he if he
0: throws another one about like uh, some sort of alien encounter and I say Sammy and it turns out to be Dave then I'm <laughs> I'm quitting, I'm quitting yeah. the show. I'm just yeah. going to quit. Right.
1: Here we go. <laughs> and I quote. Eddie was a man of few words. His favorite line was, yeah, yeah, yeah. All he cared about was getting some rest, having a couple of beers, some cigarettes, and playing some music. Which book did that come from?
2: Hmm.
0: I'll say that one is uh,
3: Sammy. All right. One vote. Sammy. Sammy. Scott? Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I remember, Sammy also described uh,
1: Eddie and Alex as big nappers. Might have come in the same section. I say, Sammy. You are both correct. Woo! Score is tied, three to three. Now I got to restart the song. We got to go until we have a winner here. It usually goes uh, best of five. So it's a uh, three of four. You've asked four questions, right? Yes. Yeah. You both got the first right, one so, wrong. So so this one uh, this one might do it. That's right. Uh, we're kind of in into sudden death here. Whoever gets the next one right and the other one wrong, they're going to win mm-hmm. it here. Uh, no prize, of course. Mark, we should start sending <laughs> stickers maybe to the people who win best of both books. We might go bankrupt, though, because you lose every fucking That's week. true.
0: Yeah, I, I lose all the time. One of these days, I'm going to read both books in secret. I'm just not going to tell you, and I'm just going to, like, nail
1: it every time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. And I quote. There was always that taunting and competing and chasing each other and then running back up our tree and saying, I never heard you play better, or cracking a joke and going, Hey, kid, what melody ever do to you? Which book did that come from? That's Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You got one vote Dave, Scott. Yeah, I got to go with Dave too. You are both correct. That came from Crazy from the Heat four to four next vote's gonna take it here all right just mix things around here talk amongst yourselves (laughs)
0: he's he's gonna give us an absurd quote that like literally uh could be dave or sammy because both of them said it and you'd be like all right but which one am i reading from (laughs) it's the same quote but who actually said it yeah right like how does how does that even possible they wrote two separate books how's that possible they said the same thing (laughs) All right, or he's you gonna guys... bust out a Gary quote, and I'm like, I don't know who said that.
1: <laughs> I I need Gary to write a book. That, that would just make this all the better. Write but... a book, mm. Gary, please. Yeah, please. Cool, Read yeah. it. All right, next up, quote. I became suddenly aware of who Heidi was. Yeah, I knew Heidi, but I didn't inhale. Which book did that come from? Scott Monroe. D-
2: damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go Sammy. One vote, Sammy. Mark Emmert. Yama, yeah,
0: uh, uh, to keep it interesting, and I'm sure this is, I shouldn't do this. I'm going against my instinct, but I will, uh, Scott said Sammy, right? Yep. Yeah. I'll say Dave.
1: We have a winner. It's. Hey, you Mark. See that? Mark oh the Mugger, final one. I did it. That came from Crazy from the Heat.
2: Congrats! Good job. Mark. But Mark.
0: I knew it. I knew. I knew you were. Well, good job on you too, because I knew you were going to try and pull a quote that could be either one, and that that's why I said, "Damn it!" Because I, was a,
1: I could. I could see either one of them saying that." I had to make it a little bit harder. There, a couple of those were slam dunks, but yeah, I had yeah. to make that one a little bit tougher. Well, look at that
0: sticker to me. Look I get that. a sticker. First time. <laughs> awesome job, buddy. <laughs> Like I said, one of these days I'm gonna read I'm gonna read those books and then uh, just not say a word and then uh, I'll just go on a winning a winning streak and you'll wonder.
1: It's like have you read Have you read these books yet? i be like, oh, did I? You'll be, you'll be finishing the quote before I get a chance to finish reading it. You're like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you. probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> raise
0: my hand like I know it I know it as you're like in the middle of it but uh time will tell I don't know I'll keep it interesting maybe I won't maybe I won't read it just because I think uh something we haven't heard from you the audience about how you feel when we do this game uh, or at least I haven't seen it uh, if you enjoy it when uh, I am just completely wrong and when I lose this game let us know because maybe I'll, we'll we'll keep that going and I'll just and I just won't read the books and I'll just keep guessing uh, but uh, for tonight at least my guessing game was strong so the Van Halen force flows through me and uh, I'm going to use all of it for the side of darkness <laughs> you fools <laughs> You're all doomed. But you know who's not doomed? Scott Monroe. Because Scott, we had you on the show. You've been so patient. You you joined us. We had a we all voted yay on the song. So I hope you had a tremendous time. We had a good time talking to you, man. Uh thank you so much for being here. If you have anything uh you want to plug, anything you wanna uh you know tell the audience or tell us, whatever, uh fire away, my dude.
3: Yeah, thank you, man. I had a great time and it was a great track. Really appreciate it. Um, And I want to thank you guys for your continued uh, perseverance here. I just hope uh, you uh, you keep on trucking along here as you quest uh, through the entire catalog. You're doing great. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah. As far as where you can find me, I'm on Twitter at Scott D. Monroe. And for sure, you can find me in the Twitter comments uh, for this podcast every week. And uh, if I can quickly get in this uh, last plug, Uh, in my professional life, I'm the editor of two community newspapers, and I would just ask everyone listening to consider uh, subscribing to your local newspaper to support the important work that we do. Uh, Community journalism, that's uh, vital for us all to make informed decisions and for a functioning democracy. And as Diamond Dave would say, God is love, but get it
1: in writing. 100%. I couldn't agree with that sentiment more. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Good stuff. Well, uh, thank you, Scott. Once again. Yeah. Well, happy to have you. Uh, thank you for being so active, uh, as part of, uh, the community that, that, uh, supports us, that listens, that interacts, keep it up. We appreciate you. Uh, take a drink. Uh, and, uh, everyone, you know, lead, lead by example there, uh, everyone follow in the, in the footsteps of Scott Monroe. You see, it's it, when, when we're all nice and cordial, like wonderful things can happen. So, um, Corey, uh at my partner in crime and and uh, and everything you can think of uh what uh where can the people find the show where can they find
1: you if they want to single you out tell them what's going on with the show please don't single me out uh, i'm i'm very sensitive <laughs> stop stop yelling at me All right, i'm sorry i won't yell at you <laughs> thank you uh, of course you can find the show at uh, www.podcastablerock.com. um if you want to get on the list to be on the show and uh, we kind of missed you or haven't uh, talked to you in a little bit uh, send a reminder. Uh, it's all good. I'm very old. Uh, I'm very fat. I got a gym membership. I'm working out now, and it's really fucking with my whole schedule, so uh, things might go by the wayside. I know coming up, uh, actually, upcoming shows: uh February 22nd. Ryan Powell, uh, Airhead, is going to be on the show. He's doing that great uh, Twitter poll with all the Van Halen songs. Uh, March 1st, we have the Deep Purple Podcast coming on. Um, we're, we're planning something big, hopefully, with the Pot of Thunderboys in a live show, maybe in March, so look out for that, but Big news just broke about 10 minutes ago. Next week, Mark, uh, February 15th, the one and only Kelsey is coming back. Everybody's favorite guest. Hey. She's going to be back on the show uh, next week, February 15th. And as we just decided today, Mark, uh, we're going to go live. Fuck it. On uh, February 25th, <laughs> uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel uh, at Podcast Little Rock. Uh, I'm going to post a link on Twitter. If you want to come on, you want to spin the wheel, you want to talk Van Halen, go right ahead. Uh, the drunker, the better. We're just going to have a good time. Um, you know, no, no facts. We're just gonna be making shit up and just pissing off the diehard. (laughs) So please anybody that if you haven't been on the show yet, you want to, there's a great opportunity for you to come on the show, February 25th live on our YouTube channel. But I should also uh, give props to the fine folks at the deep dive podcast network, which we are a proud member of. The other shows you can find on that network are Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited featuring myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin, uh, breaking down everything Aerosmith. Uh, John and I also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music where we're talking uh, music and movies. Uh, that's a lot of fun to do. Uh, Scott Haskin also has his show Uriah Heap, The Magician's Podcast. Uh, Uriah Heap has a new album out. It's actually really, really killer. And he's breaking down every single track on that uh uh, show as we speak uh nate and john at the deep purple podcast like i mentioned march 1st they will be on this show uh the simple man at skinnerd reconsidered terry t-bone mathley at t-bones prime cuts on the other side rye at sabbath bloody podcast paul Joan, david at in the lap of the pods that's of course a queen podcast eddie and matt at hawk binge which is a hawk win podcast eric and jonathan at maiden a to z Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. They're on a bit of a break right now, but they got a lot of past episodes you guys can uh, catch up on. Great stuff there. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Ryan at North by South Podcast, which is a Canadian versus American type of deal. You want to check that out? That's a lot of fun. Uh, Greg and Jonathan again at So Far So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Uh, Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project and Kevin and Randy at Seaside Pod Review, Quinn at and volume for all and Sav, Nick, Stephen, Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. And we should give a special shout out to our some uh, other uh, like minded shows like the Bogus Oda show. uh, Talking all things, Sammy Hagar, the DLR cast, talking David Lee Roth, uh, dissecting film. Uh, which kind of found our our show just recently and uh, reached out. They want to be on the show. Uh, They have some great stuff, uh, talking movies and uh, You're All doomed. the Friday the 13th podcast, one of my favorite shows out there.
0: Hell yeah. Good stuff all around. We have all of your rock and roll podcasting needs here at the deep dive podcast network. Trust me. It's you. You will not be left wanting. So check out all those shows. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Mark the bat on Twitter and Instagram. And if I may be so indulgent, uh, if you find yourself in the Nashville area, February uh, 17th, uh, myself and a whole cavalcade of musicians, including uh, my lady Christie as well, will be performing for new wave order On February 17th at the Eastside Bowl, New Wave, a whole night dedicated to the new wave genre of the 1980s. You'll be hearing songs from Depeche Mode, Devo, Tears for Fears, David Bowie, The Cars, even Bananarama, and AHA, and more. Uh, I've talked about AHA before, so uh, wink, wink, by the way. Uh, So come out if you're in the Nashville area to the Eastside Bowl, February 17th, uh, and see just a whole bunch of musicians in the Nashville area, put on some tunes of yesteryear in the uh, 1980s and i love some new waves so uh this is a a very very special show for me personally and uh speaking of me personally my band rose of sharon a tribute to kill switch engage we had so much fun playing at the end of january that hey we're gonna do it again if you're in the nashville area february 24th at the uh the it's a new venue called the vinyl lab we are performing once again we're going to be joined by other tribute acts including symptom of the universe a black sabbath tribute vulgar display of nashville a pantera tribute band and more uh that's going to be a whole lot of fun so it's a very busy february as you can tell but uh like i said if you're in the nashville area and you're so inclined and you want to hear some really kick-ass tunes please come out to those shows we would love to have you love to see you let us know that the uh, podcast will rock podcast sent you uh that will make me so happy and if you're wearing merch that's just a plus so on behalf of Corey scott monroe who's wearing merch as we speak and that's why we appreciate him even more take your last shot we are and the podcast will rock